The following audio is from The Springs Church. More information about The Springs Church is available at thesprings.cc. Springs Church, we are so thankful that you're here this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We're so thankful for Mission Sunday that we've been working towards and thinking about uh, this whole month. But before uh, we begin, we've got a little bit of family uh, communication and business that we want to do. We have some big things happening in our church, and I've enlisted uh, Brad to help me with this because he has someone who's a part of this uh, special communication. Right, Grandpa? Yeah, so uh, we have uh, two uh, birthdays uh, today, actually more than that, but we have a couple of birthdays. One is our shepherd, Paul Crawford, who turned 50 this week. (laughs) That we wanna recognize, and oh look, guess whose birthday it is, who turned five. Someone else turned five. I know it's, uh, it's Addie Gillum's birthday uh, this week, one of our other shepherds' birthday this week, right, Phil? Phil's birthday, magic number 64, is that right, Phil? So, yeah, good stuff. And so, uh, Brad, why don't, you, uh, why don't you take it away? All right, we'll just sing happy birthday to y'all. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy Hey, uh, one other thing that we don't want to fail to mention, Um, uh, Dallas and Jenna are celebrating a special anniversary, 60 years, is that right, Dallas and Jenna? 60 years. Oh. Okay, okay. Yeah, so uh, at, at the end, uh, parents, just be aware at the end, we're going to invite kids to come up and participate in the, in the last song, so be thinking about preparing your kids for that. But Dallas and Jenna, we are uh, thrilled for you all, um, and congratulations. Keep going. Great example for us. We're excited. And actually, um, in Mission Month, I do want to say uh, to what's been called the greatest generation. You know, we have some folks here in this church uh, who are grandparents and great-grandparents. I want you to know, and I'm looking at you now, Rose and John and Nancy and, and uh, the Rosses and the Cromlings, and, you know, I can just, you know, all the folks that I kind of see around here. I want you to know that you are the pride of this church. And on Mission Sunday, I want to say today that you have taught us so much about the mission of God, and we are so thankful for you, and we appreciate you so much, uh, giving to us and loving us and sacrificing for us and nurturing us, and, uh, and we just want to tell you how much we love you and we appreciate you in this church. Uh, so, so thank you. You know, this is Mission Month, and... Uh, I love February at this church. 
um, because it's always a unique opportunity for us. It's inspiring for me to see how our church family is participating in the mission of God. And I hope you feel that way too. You probably have seen in your chairs these uh, magnets that you can put on your fridge and just kind of reminder about the spring's mission. So take that home with you, put that, put that on your refrigerator. Um, but before I get too far in my sermon, uh, let me jump to the end. I'm not jumping to the end because I'm done. I still have the middle part, uh, teens. Um, but let me just jump to the end and say, you know, we are going to ask you to give today, as, as Rick noted. All of the funds that are given and pledged provide the financial support for the entire year for our full-time missionary families that are serving in Rwanda, Germany, Belgium, and inner city Oklahoma City. So um, hopefully you can be thinking about that and praying about that and, and considering your participation in that today because we are asking you to provide $115,000 in your contribution and, and pledges. So that's, that's where we're headed and we'll come back to that later but, but let's, let's pray together. God, we love you, and uh, we thank you for your goodness and your love and your mercy in our lives. We thank you that we've seen this month how you are working through our church, and we are participating in your mission, and it's in Jesus' name, amen. So I've been told by some wise people that when you start a sentence with, hey, no offense, but that it has a 0% chance of success. Because you know what usually follows is some point that that person is trying to make, a point that they believe should be made very directly. And most of the time it ends up feeling offensive to you. Okay, so I'm not going to start my sermon that way this morning, but I do want to say something very directly to you, okay? Are you ready? God loves you. That's our message today because that is the mission of God. You know, Ben started us off in Mission Month by sharing that this is a church on mission. And then in week two, Kelly showed us from Ephesians 1 that we are participating in the mission of God, uh, the mission of God of connection, by uniting all things in him in heaven and on earth. And then last week, Celeste shared from, from Ephesians 2 and also shared that God's mission is in the history and culture and DNA of this church. We've been having a mission Sunday here for about 30 years, maybe I think a little over 30 years. But this morning, I'd like us to see that we are in the middle of new chapters that are being written in God's story of this church. In the last five years, we stepped out in faith and made decisions and commitments to grow in our capacity to do more. 
we sold our building on May Avenue and said, we want to make a major commitment to missions. And so that factored in to every decision that was made about where we would move to. Church, that was a first fruits decision. When we left May Avenue, we decided that wherever we moved to, our decisions must prioritize our ability to give more to mission efforts in our community and around the world. You may remember uh, that at that time, our catchphrase was, we want to downsize footprint to upsize ministry and mission. Our our uh, size at that time, we had about 80,000 square feet in our building in about 20 acres. We have about 40,000 square feet in this property and just under 10 acres. And that's, that's what we've done. And you know, it was not an easy process for us. You know, in addition to moving our entire church twice, our building vision team looked at more than 40 different options, 40 different places over a two-year period before this uh, location was identified. And many times along the way, we wondered if finding a new church home would require all of the funds we had and even more. But as our conversations progressed, it became clear and clear to us what was unfolding. So if you are new to the Springs Church family, we want you to know that not only were we able to purchase and renovate this property debt-free, but we also committed $1 million for missions. And we praise God for that. Okay, so if there's already a million dollars committed to missions, why do we have a Mission Sunday offering? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> we are committed to support our current mission efforts in a significant way through our Mission Sunday giving. It is about continuing to support our full-time missionaries, but we want to do more. Our mission team very wisely made the recommendation for us to establish a missions endowment with the $1 million that would continue to provide funds every year for us to engage and support additional mission efforts in ways that we wouldn't otherwise be able to do. You remember we said the funds are invested, not rested. So we still need every family in this church generously giving to our Mission Sunday offering today so that the Brazels, Rorcassies, Whitmires, Shreks, and Boyles family can continue to thrive in mission and ministry and do their work in a healthy way. But further, through prayer and vision and wise stewardship, our church family is able to respond in faith and in generosity to additional mission efforts where God leads us. Church, I hope you see the wisdom of this. 
Because our prayer is that we'll not give just $1 million, but that we will give multiple millions of dollars. And by doing so, we will cultivate a culture of generosity and participate in the true blessing of partnering with God's faithful servants around the world. And parents, grandparents, not just through us, right? But through our children and through our grandchildren and beyond. We are praying for generational impact. So each year, our missions committee identifies additional kingdom opportunities for us to engage and support. You know, such as the short-term mission opportunities that we do each year, that our members go on short-term missions, the youth mission trip uh, that we do, and there are other efforts that are supported through our mission endowment. Now these are limited commitments for specific requests that we pray will have a huge impact. As you might imagine, there are many opportunities and requests that come uh, to our mission team, but after discussion and prayer this year, the mission team has decided to support three uh, additional efforts. And the first one you're already familiar with, uh, you saw them on video, Mitt and Maya Vikraman in Singapore. This is the second year for us to partner with them. And of course, many of you know them when they were students at Oklahoma Christian University and then served as ministry interns here at the Springs. Mitt is from Malaysia. He studied chemical engineering at the National University of Singapore, one of the top universities in the world, and then he took the next natural step and decided to study theology at Oklahoma Christian University, thanks to Ben. Thanks to Ben, apparently. Maya was, was born and raised in Japan. She's Japanese, completed her degree in nursing from Oklahoma Christian University. And of course, they're married and now serving with the Mulmain Church of Christ in Singapore. Singapore, one of the most dynamic places in Asia. Their work is focusing on the next generation of church leaders in Singapore. Folks, this is a young couple whose kingdom influence in Asia will only grow and flourish. They are wise, they are humble, and they are faithful. And it is a blessing for us to partner with them as they begin their ministry together. Our hope is that we will get to send a Springs Go team to Singapore to connect with their work, and perhaps some of you here will consider joining that team uh, and going to Singapore. The second one we wanna share with is, is one that Rick was talking about during our communion homily is the Acro Center in Athens, Greece. And as he shared with you, Acro stands for the uh, Athens Christian Refugee Organization, which provides Bible training and focused discipleship with new refugees in Athens. One of the largest migrations and movement of people is happening in Europe today. Uh, millions of refugees are pouring into Europe 
from Afghanistan, Syria, and Iran, as Rick noted, fleeing their homeland from persecution uh, and things we just simply can't imagine. And last year, we were thankful to send a Springs Go team of the Geyers, Rick and Bev, uh, Ben and Kim Langford, and Brett Vanderzee to Athens to be able to help Laura's parents, Larry and Kathy Bowles, who serve with this unique ministry. And we are praying, as we partner with this ministry, we are praying that God will accomplish his purposes in the lives of those who are at a crucial moment of need and drastic life change. Springs, we're a part of this incredible effort and I hope you are inspired by that. Last one is one uh, that I'm a little bit familiar with because it's Hiro Megumi Akahoshi at Joel and Kristen Osborne. Yes, that's my younger brother there. They're working in Japan and Cambodia. You heard Maya mention meeting Mitt on a mission in Cambodia that uh, my brother is connected to, their work is connected to. You know, several of the people in our church have lived and worked in Japan and worshiped at the church where these two couples serve. In Japan, there are less than a thousand members of Churches of Christ. The average church size is less than 20 and the average age is north of 65. Now, don't misunderstand, there are incredible people of faith in Japan. But less than 1% of the population in Japan believe in Jesus. And the Mito Church is a very unique church amongst churches of Christ. They are approaching about 100 members and they are focusing on raising up a new generation of church leaders in Japan. Hiro and Megumi are a, a terrific example of that. Uh, they've only been Christians six years, but they are already providing important leadership for, for uh, young Christians in Japan, and they are a rare example of a young Christian family trying to raise their family in Jesus. In fact, today was Mission Sunday at Mito Church, and our own Brett Vanderzee was there. Brett was in Japan for a wedding, and Brett was at the Mission Sunday at Mito Church. Uh, there were three baptisms. One of them was Megumi's sister. They had three. Uh, I received word this week that they had three baptisms at their Mission Sunday this week. I didn't want to my brother to feel like I was competing with him, but I told him we had four baptisms scheduled here today for Mission Sunday. So uh, Steve Shoemaker, Mike Osborne, and two of their boys are getting rebaptized today. <laughs> they don't know it yet, but uh, for Mission Sunday. But this is a church that is growing new Christians through mission. They are partnering with churches in Singapore, uh, you heard Mitt and Maya mention that, on a mission effort in Cambodia, which is a country that suffered a genocide in which almost two million people were killed nearly 20 years before the Rwandan genocide. And we 
are joining them in mission. Church, we're doing all of this because we believe the truth that you find in Holy Scripture, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Do we believe this, church? Do we? Yes, we do. God loved his creation, every person in his world, that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. I want us to declare that very clearly today. But I'm also compelled to say very clearly this morning that yes, God so loved the world, and that includes you. God loves you. We spent a lot of time this month, and rightfully so, thinking about how God can use us to reach the world. But let's not miss something that's absolutely crucial to that. If you want to live out God's mission, you must live in God's love. Let me say that again. If you want to live out God's mission, you must live in God's love. God's mission begins in our own hearts, soaking in the most profound truth that God's love is for me. Let's read from Ephesians chapter two. But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ Even when we were dead in transgressions, it is by grace you have been saved. And then from Ephesians 3, and I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have the power with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Can you hear the Apostle Paul urging us to know that we are saved by God's great love for us, and that we are rooted and established in the love of our Father, the God of all creation, the author and perfecter of our faith. Church, will you receive and live out the love of God? When Kelly served as children's minister, I had the unofficial role of uh, as go-to substitute teacher. So if someone was sick and unable to teach and they let Kelly know that they uh, weren't going to be there, I would get the text, you're in room 203 this morning, right? 
And so off I went to room 203. And while I tried to, you know, get up to speed on the lesson and prepare something meaningful for uh, your kids, some mornings, uh, I didn't get much time to prepare. So let me tell you the main point of most every lesson that I taught your kids. Okay, can you guess what it is? What is it? God loves you. Jesus loves you. Whatever it else it was that they were hearing from me, I wanted them to know that. Deep in their hearts. Rooted and established in the love of God. Right? We want that for our kids. But I want you to hear that this morning. Hey, friends, we are on mission right now. If you're here this morning and you are wrestling with everything that life is throwing at you, loss, grief, heartache, or you feel distant from God, this is a church that wants to help you. I want you to know that we stand here with open arms offering you the warmth and love that we have received from God our Father. And that love is for you too. So if you want to respond to God's love today, we want to help you. So this is a church that believes and teaches baptism as a response to his mercy and love, and we will pray with you, we will walk alongside you, and you can respond to how God leads. We'll have leaders in a room down a hallway over there that will talk with you, pray with you, and help you. Please know that this is a church family that wants to help you live in God's love and to live out his mission. Isn't that right, church? That's right. Okay, so Springs Church, let's, let's live in the overflow of God's love through our living and through our giving. Let's just take a moment, a bit of time to consider our response to our Mission Sunday offering. Remember, you can pledge a monthly amount that starts today and goes through Mission Sunday next year. Of course, you can write a check, you can give cash, you can give online, but now the baskets are going to be passed around for your offerings and pledges, and let's, let's do that now.